right. Kristen Stephenson Pino is joining us on the podcast today. Uh, is, is that how you say your name like correctly? You did. You absolutely had it correct. I'm actually really impressed by that. Most people butcher it. Yeah, well, because <laughs> it's, well, the Kristen part, that's that's the easy part. It's the Stephenson Pino. Pino. Yep. A lot of people say Stevenson piano or they'll say Stephanopony <laughs> or like Stepa, Stepa, Stepa. And I'm like Stephenson Pino. <laughs> very, very cool name, though, but it is unique. And uh, um. Do you think like it's going to just to kind of really go into this like right from the get go? Do you think it's something that because uh, like that's your birth name, correct? Correct. Like, is that something that you're ever going to think about changing or are, are, yeah, are, no. are you sticking with it? I'm sticking with it because I think it's like a fun, it's kind of like one of those fun names. Like, you know, when you're growing up and you're like, oh, my God, I could spell Mississippi. You know, yeah. you, 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 you know, you know, when yeah. you're like in school and stuff and you're all excited because you can spell something. That's kind of, <laughs> and I noticed like a lot of people actually enjoy it and they have fun with being able to spell it correctly. So, I mean, I thought that was kind of, it's kind of funny. I mean, compared to like, cause you've worked with for any, for like for everybody listening, you've worked with, uh, uh, Tommy Wiseau. So, I mean, uh, if, if, if he's going to keep Wiseau as his, last name then you know what i mean like that's a name that's a name right there right right it's like why not tommy why so why not? um please tell me you've seen him do the 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 joker thing okay i, did. I just thought that was so perfect because yeah. because of his last name and then of course why so serious like why so it's just yes i thought it was yeah it was good. perfect so um yeah, for everybody listening, this is uh, Kristen. She is, uh, would you say, up and coming, or do you feel like you are established? Um, I would probably say, like, up and coming. Okay. I mean, like, it, it just, I think it varies and depends on, like, where people are located. So, because I started in Japan. And in Japan, I made a pretty decent name for myself. And then right as I started doing really well, I moved. And then I went to Hawaii. And in Hawaii, you basically, I established myself very well in Hawaii. And I've been really blessed with that. And so once you kind of do everything, it becomes like the same thing. So I ended up like flying back and forth to Los Angeles and decided, all right, well, if I'm going to do this, I need to just make the jump. Interesting. <laughs> so I think, I think now like that I'm out here. I'm kind of starting to get on people's radar, which is good. Yeah. And you're like your Instagram says, like you're kind of back and forth between those three places, right? Mm hmm. So like, where do yep. you where do you consider is is Japan like your home or is is Hawaii your home or is California your home? That's so tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tough because I lived also in Germany. So I also Jeez. have like that background you know and I guess when I say home home I would feel like it's Japan but then but then again I also feel like Hawaii is my home because that was my those were my high school years you know what I mean but growing up it was like my my roots are very from like very Japan <laughs> and you speak Japanese yes that's crazy fluently. Is, is there any other languages you know yeah. or is it just uh, English and uh, Japanese 
Well, my first language was German, then Japanese, and then I learned English. And then I've been working on my Arabic and I know a little Tagalog, but I wouldn't say I like know those like fluently, but I definitely pick up languages pretty quickly. So that wasn't like something like in high school, if you had to do Spanish, you were never like no. struggling with it. <laughs> no, uh. no, it all came pretty. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe because like everyone in my family is like we all speak more than one language. And um, I've just always found it to be fascinating, a lot of fun. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like the way like things roll off the tongue. You can have like a lot of fun with it. And then it's funny to see how certain words, you know, other languages, they have the same word, but it has a completely different meaning. And that's something that I noticed. Like I, I only speak English and it's, it's, (laughs) it's, you know, I hear other people talk other languages and I'm thinking to myself, man, English is such a, a dull language. No, it's dull. No, English is hard. No, English is hard. (laughs) It is not dull. It was the hardest language I have had to learn yet, by far. It was the hardest language. Well, it might be the hardest, but don't you think that there's, like, when you hear someone speak, I don't know, we'll say French or or Spanish, or there's, like, the way it's sort of like what you said, how it rolls off the tongue. Like, it just has more of a, uh, I don't know, like, like, Honestly, like it has more of like a like a romantic feel to it, like versus. <laughs> I I was like waiting for you to say like find out what you're going to say, and I'm thinking you mean like a sexy feel, yeah. you're like romantic, like one hundred percent, and and yeah. not to take it in that direction, but like you you listen to English, and it's just so, it just is so boring, and it's it's maybe it's because I talk it all the time, and I'm tired of it. I think I think that's when the tones come in play. <laughs> <laughs> when you, the tones in the voice yeah. have to come into play. I don't know. It's just, yeah, especially Spanish. When I hear Spanish, I'm just like, I want to speak that. I wish I could speak <laughs> that. And can you speak Spanish? See, I can't speak. I speak a little bit, but I understand it more than I speak it. Um, my parents are from Madrid. And so my grandmother, she gets upset because she'll be like, you don't know Spanish, but you know Japanese. You know, she gets so upset. I'm like, well, you guys didn't teach me. (laughs) That's your fault, not mine. And she's like, yeah, but you didn't even want to like go into, you didn't want to take classes for it because you kept taking all this other stuff. And um, I just kind of like laugh and I respond back to her in English as she speaks to me in Spanish. But I probably should pick that up because it is a, a good language to know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I, I'm not. But. Go ahead. But. But. Sorry. But. I mean, but. Right there. but I did. I did start practicing. Right. And I started um, speaking it more. And then my grandfather told me in his a deep accent. He goes, you have the ugliest accent. And I looked at him and I was like, well, that's it. Like, I'm done. <laughs> and then that was, the, that was like the last of it. That was like the last time I decided like really try because he told me I have the ugliest accent in Spanish. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it was pretty funny, but still, I was like, wow, ouch, cut me deep. <laughs> At least I was trying. Right? But I... I would imagine that for your profession, it it definitely is like if you put that on a resume, that just automatically bumps you up a notch or two. Oh, for sure. For sure. Definitely. 
I would agree with that. So, Bad accent or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> my my <laughs> grandfather says I have a terrible accent, but I'm putting it on the resume because I, I got to dial down. <laughs> like I got this. <laughs> That's so cool. So yeah, so uh, you're an up and coming actor. Um, you also model. You also uh, what like 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 what else do you do besides those two? Like those are your two real kind of big ones. But is there anything else in there yes. that people would be kind of myself included, shocked to find out that you do? Um, well, I do Japanese translation on the side. And then on top of that, I also have my own bikini line. Get out of here. So, yeah, I'm a bikini freak. So I got tired of paying so much money for other bikinis. I decided, why am I not making these? <laughs> I love them. So you yeah, have your so own, like, I- company for that? I do. It's a small, like, growing business, but um, I've been wearing all the hats, and I actually just had a meeting yesterday, and I'm working on creating my dream team, so I'm really excited about that. Maybe maybe go to uh, Shark Tank (laughs) (laughs) and present you to them. (laughs) Yeah, I think... I think when you go to Shark Tank, your <laughs> expectations and like what you're looking for are a little bit different than what, what I'm going for. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that may be, but that... I'm having, I'm having, I'm having fun with it. That's so cool. So you do that, you, you translate Japanese, um, mm-hmm. but definitely like it, it was definitely best friends that, that introduced me to you. And I'm pretty sure that that's what you've you found out, right, that by doing yes. that project, it kind of opened up things. Yes, definitely. Right? Because you're doing something with uh, two people that made something that still to this day <laughs> is considered like a masterpiece of bad cinema. Like, yeah, you know, you know and- when, I, when I did it, I didn't even I didn't even know anything about them. So that's that's the best part. <laughs> So you had no idea what the room was or Tommy or? No, I didn't. I didn't find out till later. Um, Because originally, like, Greg hit me up on Facebook. Just randomly. Yeah, well, he was, like, following my work for a while, I guess. And um, we were friends on there somehow. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess he liked my work. And um, he was just, like, keeping up, I guess. And so one day he wrote me on facebook in a message it's like hey i got this project i think you'd be great for it let me know if you're interested and i almost didn't even respond back so i was like okay that's kind of weird um but i decided to write back and kind of get more information and then we had a phone call and then you know the morgue in the in film, the film. Best in the friends. Film. yes in the volume yeah. one yep well he had me meet him there at <laughs> night which is bizarre because that was the only time I could really like, I guess they were trying to like film because we ended up filming like two days late, like after meeting. Um, so I didn't even have like the full script or anything, but I was like, okay, yeah. I- it's this. And I like, I texted him. I was like, um, I think I'm here. <laughs> and I was with my friend. So I told him, I was like, Hey, if I'm not out and like, 10 minutes come and get me like something went wrong (laughs) i probably shouldn't be here and he comes out greg comes out and he has like blood on his head and there's like some blood on the shirt and i'm just kind of like 
okay. Okay, I know they're filming. I know they're filming. This is, like, weird. But... And then I went in, and then I started talking to everybody else, and everybody seemed so cool. And then they were like, so are you aboard? Are you in? Like, do you, like, are, are we doing this? And kind of, everybody authentically had a good vibe, you know, and they would seem like really good people. And so right on the spot after, I mean, I was going to say no, but because when I met them, they all just had that amazing vibe and they were authentically good people. You could just, you know, you just, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it was like it was like automatic, and I said, "Uh, sure, okay, I guess I'm in." And then after I got in the car and I'm like driving away, I started looking at some of the stuff he sent me, and I looked up some of the people that were in it, like Tommy, of course. And I looked, started looking up Greg, and the room shows up, and I watched a little clip, but the clip that I happened to click on was the nude scene. Like that's what that was like one of the first things that came up. And so I freaked room. out. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what did I disagree to? Oh. So then immediately I called Greg. I was like, hey, uh, I don't do nudity. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And he starts laughing. He goes, no, there's no nudity. I'm like, you sure? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay. And then all I thought was, man, like, I hope this isn't going to look like this. But I already kind of. <laughs> committed myself what did I do you know but uh (laughs) and then he sent me like some like the the new stuff they were like they put together as like a little teaser and I was like oh okay thank goodness like hey it looks better (laughs) that's good that's good and I just decided to wing it and I got the script so he was supposed to send me the script but he didn't I think because they were just so busy so then day of I texted him in the morning was like hey I don't even have a script are you going to send that? So he sent it to me. And then the first day we started filming was the first time I ever looked at my lines. <laughs> so are you a, so, so based off of that, are you somebody that when you take on a project, do you, uh, maybe not this particular project, but in the past or since then, do you kind of want the script ahead of time? Or are you sort of just like, you're okay with it on the spot kind of thing? You know, I like to know what the story is based off of first. Okay. Um, well, like if good. I have an idea, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like to just take anything. I like people to tell me what it's about. So like, if I didn't read the script and you're telling me about a story and I'm like, wow, that sounds really cool or sounds really good, whatever, then I could go off of that for sure. And I could know like, okay, if, if that's something I want to take on or not. Um, but I do like to get the script <laughs> if that makes sense this was just like a this this everything about this project like is, I did everything I normally would not have done which is very strange <laughs> I didn't I didn't even know why I was doing it I didn't know like I just kept questioning myself like what did I just do like what am I doing um but my thing was it was literally going off of like them as people and individuals I was like wow they're just like really authentically good people like good human beings like how you know how wrong could this go (laughs) and 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 again this is all prior to you knowing pretty much anything about the room yes because i read i read the disaster artist before i even saw the room oh okay yeah honestly that's one of the few books i don't read much 
but that is one of the few books I've been able to read from start to finish because I just, everything about that is so fascinating to me. Um, obviously the, like the film is like itself, uh, the disaster artist is great. And, um, yeah, the room it's, yeah. I got to imagine if like how things would have played out differently. So like, if you had known of the room, you know, you probably would have got that message from Greg and you would have been, do you like, do you think you would have been just like, you wouldn't even have brought in your friend to the, to the more you would just be like, yeah, I'll be there. Honestly, I don't even know what I would have thought. All I know is like, I did not know anything. And then they kept talking about his book and they're like, oh yeah, the disaster is blah, 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 blah. Right. And Greg said that we would talk and whatever, everything was like, really normal and uh it's like kind of crying jokes and then finally i was like okay what is this book everybody i read it so hard reading this book like i authentically like enjoyed it and i didn't put it down i was with friends upset with me because I just took that whole day like reading this book and they grabbed it out of my hand threw it on top of the fridge so I couldn't get it and they're like okay now focus like we're let, let's do this and I'm like I sat there and I was like no I'm gonna go home so I like grabbed the chair climbed up grabbed the book from off the refrigerator <laughs> and then I went and hid went to hide out and finished reading the book so then next day I see Greg and I'm like hey I read your book <laughs> I don't think he believed me though, because everybody else on set, like, everybody read it. They've just like, yeah. And um, and then he's like, "Did you really?" I was like, "Yeah, here now you can sign it." <laughs> <laughs> and then slowly, like slowly, as we started filming, the more I, the more I started um, learning. And then I one day went. I guess it was playing in San Diego and I happened to be there. So my girl, myself, my mom, my and, uh, man, I've never felt in a theater in my life. I laughed really hard, but then became puzzled and I was just baffled that it was even a thing. Like the spoons and like everything, and they're and then they started shouting, and, and we started like catching on. We're like, okay, what are they talking about? They're talking about something. They're talking about something. I'm like, what is it? And it was like almost like, where's Waldo? Like, I guess there's a part where like her neck goes a little funky, and they started yelling out all these different things, and we're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> oh, and man. um, and so I started laughing. And I was like texting Greg in there. I was like, oh my god, like I'm in your, I'm at your porn star now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm watching, I'm watching your, your, your little intimate scene. And he's like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> but I like, it was, it was hilarious. I could not stop laughing. I couldn't even, I didn't even know anything like that existed. Yeah, no, it, it's a, it's like, yeah, it's, you divide your life into before the room and then after the room. And you mm-hmm. kind of, you kind of just. After you watch it, like I've seen that thing so many times, and it's, <laughs> it's, I couldn't watch that alone. If I watched that for the first time at home, I probably would have been like, "What am I watching?" <laughs> it's definitely yeah. something I feel like you need to go see in the theater. For sure, to yeah. Really, to really like appreciate it. 
Oh, absolutely. Or, or, or at least somebody to bounce off of yes. the what the hell something. is going on. Yes, you need somebody to be with you. You can't. I couldn't. I'm like glad I didn't watch it alone. Otherwise, I would have been. Now, uh, <laughs> now, really quickly, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's on my end here, but uh, I've been noticing that you've been kind of cutting in and out. Oh, weird. Um. Do you have the ability to go on Wi-Fi? Because I know that that's happened once or twice previously. And um, okay, I, I don't know. Let me see. You can go on Wi-Fi. That might. Oh, I. Is that better? Um, I'll let you know. So far, so good. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. It's uh, yeah. In 2019, we still have wonky service. It makes no <laughs> sense. But, um, yeah, so I, I got to imagine that, like I said, it's this, this project just put you into some other kind of level because uh, you're starring opposite, essentially, movie legends. I mean, depending on who you ask, you know, like these guys are up there with, Seriously, like I'm not like it sounds like I'm being like, you know, uh, sarcastic, but it's I genuinely <laughs> consider especially Tommy. Tommy's the guy because he is just so nutty. He's mm -hmm. so uh, he's everything like he is just somebody he's that character. He, yeah, he like I can't imagine that he's like that in real life, but he is. He, yes, he is. He's a, what you see is what you get, which I actually like about him because he's true to who he is. Definitely a bizarre character, but hilarious. So you met Greg first, right? Because they probably planned that. Like, it... No, I, I met both oh, of them okay. at the same time. So when I first met them, it was, okay, it was creepy because Greg's over here talking to me. Then I have Justin, his brother Chris, and then I have Frahan, you know, those, those are the guys behind the cameras. And then I see this guy with long black hair. It's like damp. And he's like kind of in the shadows looking at me and grunting. He's like, <laughs> mm, like eyeing me up and down. And then he has his arms crossed, and I'm just like, okay, what's up with that guy? Like, <laughs> like, I didn't know what to think, and then he said hi, but it was, like, very, like, oh, yeah, yeah, hi. Like, <laughs> and then, um, then later when we had, like, our first scenes together and stuff, then all of a sudden he just started talking and was a completely different person <laughs> from, from, like, the first time meeting him. I'm surprised that you didn't, like, you didn't see that and hear that and just be, like, nope and you go right back out to your friend <laughs> well i didn't even know like how much that guy was involved you know i was like okay i i didn't even know who he was so i'm like that guy like i'm like i don't know how who that guy is maybe he owns this place like i don't know <laughs> you know and he had a very interesting wardrobe and uh yeah it's nighttime and he still has his shades on <laughs> <laughs> okay. i didn't i didn't know i didn't know what i was getting into and then it was funny because when the first scene we did together was the one with the birthday cake in volume one. And that scene should have took like 
few minutes. Okay, it shouldn't have even taken as long as it did. It took the entire day for that scene. And I could not help but, like, laugh because (laughs) the things that would come out of his mouth. And Greg was, like, so patient and just very, like, very nice. And, like, he's like, okay. He's like, what's my line? Like, da-da-da. And Greg's like, okay, let's – you're doing this. And he's, like, giving him – scenarios to like remember his lines for which was meanwhile he's on the side telling me i needed to practice my lines <laughs> tommy's telling you yes tommy's telling me to practice my lines he goes oh you're gonna be he's like oh you're gonna be one movie star like oh you don't <laughs> even know what you're doing like oh we're gonna make you famous and, like all this stuff and I'm just sitting there because I still don't know who they are. And I don't know anything. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> I'm just letting him talk. Um, it was really Yeah. He's like, you're a very nice girl. <laughs> now, prior, now, yeah. prior, and then we, like, uh... now, prior to this, how many... Um, like how many other films or television gigs did you have under your belt? Like, did you like, were you pretty experienced or? So I've done a lot in Japan. Uh huh. A lot in Japan. I used to be on this where I spoke Japanese English, both Japanese and Americans to speak the language. And then I've been on like the unbelievable, which is a soap opera drama show. I've been on that a lot. And then I've just, I've done a lot of stuff in Japan, but Japanese stuff versus American stuff is very different. Like the way, the thing, the way they want things, the way they, everything's different. They're a lot more over-exaggerated and a little bit more cutesy, you know, like vibe. And, And then in Hawaii, you know, it's, also different as well so I've had I've had like quite a few things under my belt they're just like into other places that are completely different and prior to this one I was on lead in the channel which is a horror film okay um yeah and I worked on like other projects and I was but they were like smaller roles you know, those were like other smaller roles, but in Japan, I had more of like the leading kind of stuff. So I had experience already, and I'm very confident with my um, abilities. But at the same time, they're all very different, <laughs> and I feel like they don't really cross over very well. If that makes sense. So it's so it's essentially the apples and oranges thing. Yeah. <laughs> Apples, oranges, lemons, you name it. It's all different. And then, and then, and then Tommy. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Tommy. And that's completely different too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was funny because the more we went, the more I got to know them, the more I started understanding the story from volume one and two. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Oh. <laughs> and I started putting things together and I was like, oh, okay. I, I get it now. See now, I just so just so 
going forward, we don't like accidentally spoil volume two. I have only seen volume one. Currently. Oh, okay. Yes. So, well, oh, um, okay. So then you need volume two. What's going on? That I do need completely to see different. I still need to see it. Okay. See, cause the reason was, um, at the time it came out, it was like at a theater, maybe an hour away from me. So at the time, my girlfriend and I, we were like, I was like, you, you have to join me and, and, and watch this. She, like she had never seen the room. Um, but I was like, j- j- just trust me. If it's anything like the room, you're going to love it. Now, I don't <laughs> think I would call best friends volume one, anything like the room, but no. it has just because it is Tommy and Greg and, and uh, you know, they're involved heavily. It's, you know, I feel as though, and maybe you can confirm this or not, uh, because you've been involved in that and you've seen the room prior, was there uh, any talk on the set of like, okay, so this is what the room is. We need to kind of do it so that it maybe resembles something that people would expect to see because they've seen the room. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I think bits and parts of it, yes. But then at the same time, they were also going for something that get into it. So in my opinion, volume one was more of like a crowd pleaser for the followers. And that, you know what I mean? To really like enjoy it and like give them what they were trying, what they were like coming for, basically. Volume two ends up becoming a completely like its own thing which is very likable. So, because I feel like if pe- people who decide to watch Best Friends, they either need to watch or The Disaster Artist or both prior to Friends Volume 1 and 2. But Volume 1, you'll be completely fine jumping into Volume 2 and still understanding what's going on. Okay. Yeah, see, because... If that makes sense. (laughs) No, it it does. It does. It's at the end of the first volume, because for some reason they didn't, um, I I guess this was like nationally, they didn't play volumes one and two simultaneously. It was like volume one releases this day and then like a week or two or something like that later is volume two. Yes. Um, So we saw volume one. And by the end of it, I was I was on board. Like I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And I, and my girlfriend at the time, like, I looked over and she just looked, she was like, what did I just watch? And (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? And so like, we, so like, I never went back because like, not that many people in my life are fans of Tommy and Greg. So, and similar to like what you said about the room, I feel like not to this degree though, but something like that you still kind of need someone to go with and watch and, yes. and kind of bounce, you know, your, yes. your comments off of. So she kind of bailed out. So that's why I haven't seen volume two yet. <laughs> so this is what I told all my friends um, who were not familiar with the room. I just, I invited them to the screenings for volume two and they enjoyed it. Volume two is enjoyable. I feel like for people who are not the like not your your normal fans, and I think volume two actually hooks new people into it to wanting to know more and go backwards 
to find out, okay, what is this all about? Which I think is kind of interesting and pretty cool how that kind of worked out. So essentially, volume two could just be a standalone. Like, what was that? Sorry, sorry uh, uh, volume two could be a like a standalone film. Like you don't need the yes. first one. Okay. Yes, hundred percent. And it's like because you have like you have another character coming into play. Like I don't want to spoil it for you, but um, I definitely do recommend you watching volume two, especially. Because it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I actually, I'm, I like, I'm a, more of a fan of volume two. And are you like as heavily involved? Because you were pretty, uh, uh, like, you're, like, I'm more in okay, volume yeah. two than volume okay, one. Okay, wow. Yes. <sighs> yeah. So there's more, there's more of me in volume two, which is, and that's not the reason why I like it <laughs> more than volume one. <laughs> but, but it's because you'll see there's like a, there's some other characters um, that are involved. And I like the twist and the plot of it. Like the other characters in volume two, they're just, they come to life in a way like you, I feel like you don't see, you don't see it coming. There's a lot of things you don't really see it, it coming, especially when you go into it thinking, okay, this is like a Greg and Tommy thing. You know what I mean? You're expecting I feel like you expect a little bit more of volume one and then volume two, you're just kind of like, wait, what? Whoa. And then you're like, damn, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, so, I mean, definitely being, you know, being yeah. a fan of, of their earlier stuff. Definitely. I mean, it's on Blu-ray, so I definitely uh, got to pick it up because I like owning the stuff. Like, yes, you know, like I have, um, it's funny when, the disaster artist came out on Blu-ray. I got a bunch of my friends together and uh, we actually had, and uh, when we uh, uh, disconnect here, I'll send you the photo just so you can see it. And Tommy actually retweeted it, but I had a cake made out of Tommy's face. And yeah, oh, really? it's like, Oh, it says, Oh, hi Mark. And, and the, like <laughs> the lady that I had make it, for some reason, I don't know why she did it, but the photo I gave her, I guess, this is the way she interpreted it. She made his hair like, like he has like long locks, but like when you see this cake, it's it, like it almost looks like an afro. But she really got the <laughs> likeness of his face in this cake, and we had like a like a double viewing party between the room and the disaster artist, and then it culminated in you know cutting the cake, and uh, it was so uh -huh. cool. It was, but I feel like this is like. For future, like for, for people in the future, they'll be doing this where it's the room, the disaster artist, and then they'll pair that with Best Friends Volume 1, 2. Best Friends. Yes. And I think that that makes it even more lovable, to be yeah. honest, when you start going about that way. Because I've gotten so many people hooked on like the disaster artist, and then they go from the disaster artist to the room to Best Friends volume one and two yeah or i've had them start from volume two for best friends and then i make them go to the disaster artist best and then um the room and then they go back to volume volume one and then they normally will watch those last two like after and they and it's i think the way that little setup is you can't help but love it to be honest like <laughs> you can't help but laugh. You can't help but like find some kind of enjoyment from it 
which I think is pretty cool. It is. It is. And especially when you kind of, you don't, I personally don't think of Tommy and Greg as the characters that they play. I think that Tommy and Greg are more interesting as just themselves. Like I would watch a reality television show about Tommy and Greg. That's how interesting they are. They don't need to play characters. Like they are more fascinating. They are interesting. So when I watch the stuff, you know, even like the disaster artist, when it's not them, when it's like Franco and Franco, like, I, yes. Like, I still think of it just as Tommy and Greg. I don't think of Johnny and Mark and, and uh, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's that kind of transcendence. Like, you want to know, you want to know more about them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised something sure. like that doesn't exist where, like, on MTV, they have their own reality show, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It would, it would definitely be, I think a lot of people would definitely find it interesting now here is a question i don't think anyone has ever had the uh that has talked to you since you worked with greg uh like like the courage to ask you but i'm just gonna ask you because if i was in your shoes i probably would did you during the filming of that get like any kind of feelings for greg sestero whoa loaded question (laughs) Look, I mean, because I got to realistically look at this. Like uh if I was you, assuming like I didn't have someone, I would be like, this guy's charming. This guy is, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's a good actor. He's charming. He's, he has a vision. (laughs) He has a vision clearly because he wrote those. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, it's funny. I've had a lot of messages and a lot of people ask me, they're like, what do you think? Like this and that. And then they, and then they asked me, how was it kissing him? How was this? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. And I just, I, I leave it at, I don't kiss until <laughs> I don't kiss until I don't know. I'm like, I told them, I said, maybe you should uh, go hang out, Greg. And, um, you tell me what you think. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but it's just the way I like envisioning it. I would be like, yeah, like I would imagine that his co-star might get feelings for him because he is that kind of guy. You know, he's not uh, this guy that comes off as like a douche or something like I don't know him personally, but he seems like a really fun guy to be around. So he's fun. We're good friends. You're good friends. You're not best friends, though. We're good friends. <laughs> we're not. We're not best friends. We're good friends. When you were making that, were you actually like, were you in a relationship, or were you just doing you for the film? Is that what you're saying? Like, just in your. You know, what? I'm just. I just do. I just do my own thing. When I go like on sets, like and whatnot I keep things very professional okay so I don't sit there and like go into things trying to like come out with more what and whatnot when it's business related it's strictly business very true very true but sometimes but sometimes you can't like help that you know it's sometimes it's just stuff happens and then you're like all right now I'm on this train and I'm going for it and 
<laughs> you guys were great together. Like that's where I'm like trying to get at here is like the the chemistry you guys shared on screen seems so realistic and so genuine that I was thinking to myself it would be surprising that it didn't carry over into real life. <laughs> You know, it's funny, there's one of the scenes, like, um, it was actually one of the first um, kissing scenes we had, where originally he was supposed to come in for it first, and when he came in, I started laughing and pushed him away, (laughs) and they didn't cut, and I thought they were going to cut, I'm like, why didn't they cut, oh my gosh, are we still going, and then I had to, like, pull him in to go, go for it, and it was so awkward, but really funny. Like, and then they cut, and everybody, we just kind of started crying and laughing. But there's a lot of good people that we worked with. And it was, I think everybody worked together as a family, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, cr- <laughs> it's just crazy, like, when I think of, like, making a movie and, 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 and doing that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if I could do it. Like, I used to do acting back in. I think, I think it definitely does happen. For sure. It can happen. But like even doing like the pretend stuff, like putting like putting aside like actually yes. the, like getting feelings for someone, but like just pretending like doing it for the camera. Like it's I got to imagine that it's just really awkward. And especially if it's it can be yes. not like a closed set. Right. That's the term. It's a closed set. Like I imagine if it's an open set and anybody can just be there. It's just like, what are you guys doing? Can you guys like go fix a light or <laughs> like. Yeah. Stop watching. Yep, I feel ya. <laughs> Crazy. But anyways, is is there like yeah. since you have established this connection with them, is there any kind of talk of future projects that you all want to do together or is best friends cut and dry and that's it? No, well we're actually um working together on another film that starts filming next month all three of you so um i can't answer that oh okay i can't answer that part but it's it's definitely gonna be different it's a horror it's gonna be (laughs) so because i because i do know uh that they did another movie together him and tommy uh i think it's called big shark um (laughs) Like, I don't know if you know about it, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I know about it. Are are you in it? Yes. No, I'm not in that. Oh, okay. No. That's Tommy's, that's Tommy's, uh. Thing? Thing. Yes. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one, I laughed for you. But I haven't I seen know, anything um, for it. Kind of, like. You watch it and you're kind of like, okay, <laughs> like, I, okay, interested to see does where it, this goes. <laughs> does it feel like, uh, like maybe Sharknado esque? I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, honestly, I don't know, but I'm interested to see where that goes, and like what happens if, if they'll finish it or, you know should be Uh, whatever they do should be should be good (laughs) yeah you know it's crazy when you like when you start piecing everything together and 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 you see that and 
and and I wonder if they're always constantly trying to replicate what they did or if they're trying to 100% do something like entirely different. Honestly, um, if uh, I think if Tommy's involved, you're not ever trying to do the same thing. <laughs> it just kind of happens. <laughs> and I think um, I think Greg's just he's just trying to do something different. And but also still stay true to like who he is, along with Tommy, you know, because they and yeah. then like also stay true to like their fans and whatnot because they love them. And I think that's cool. I think they're going about it in a smart way. Yeah, they're. Did they give you any kind of like when you were on set with them? Did they give you any kind of? Because um, I assume this was like around the time where you were like thinking of maybe. Uh, like you said, you have the bikini business. So like, were you thinking of like asking them because they clearly have uh, some kind of success plan going on here with, with their uh, business. So like, were you, were you kind of picking their brains over like certain things that you wanted to try to follow suit with? No, I didn't. No, no. (laughs) Because Tommy has the, like he does the clothing as well. Yes, and he talked to me about it a little bit, which was interesting. But I think his way and my way was very different. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you go about doing something like that, shifting over from, uh, from from the film thing to to trying to start your own business? Like, well, is it a challenge, or is it is it easier because of who you are? And does like does 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 that help at all? It definitely helps. It's gotten me into a lot of, um, like, I haven't thrown it up online at all yet, which is interesting because the first units I made sold out and it was all word of mouth. And then I also, like, hit up people, use some of my connections, you know, got to be smart about it. <laughs> and yeah. um, people just happen to really like my product. The material's good. You know, it's reversible. It's cute. It's functional. <laughs> you know, it functions well. And, um, I honestly also started because, you know, when you're in this industry, you have time periods where you're constantly busy and it's go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden you hit like a dead zone. And as artists, that's when you have to hustle because you'll make money. You know, you make decent money on some of the stuff that you do and, but it rolls over, you know, so you have to be very smart with your money because eventually you got to roll it over for those dead times like the, those dead months or whatever that show up. And then that's when you start hitting up like other artists to collaborate and create. And so I was like, well, okay, well in these dead zones, like this is great to have, <laughs> you know, and I enjoy it. I authentically do enjoy it. And that, I think a lot of people who are getting more familiar with my work originally have seen me and have told me like, I'm, I might be working with this other company here pretty soon on some other films. Um, We just had like a really good meeting and they were talking to me and they're like, you know, you've been on our radar for a while, but we thought you were just a model. We didn't realize you acted too. So, (laughs) so I had it. I'm I'm like trying to like, I guess, let people know, no, acting was always my first go-to the modeling just kind of came in hand you know hand in hand and it kind of helps you keep up with those dead zones and with the bikini line it still allows me to 
I feel like work my brain muscles <laughs> and gives me a challenge in a different way. So then you don't, you're also not really getting bored and you're constantly having something to do. I'm like and one the- of those kind of people. I'm like, okay, what, okay. I got what, what else can I do? What should I do? Ooh, let me learn. <laughs> Teach me. Yeah, no, that's always good. Like you always try to push yourself forward and, and, and I love learning new things. So I definitely understand that, but what's the end goal with that? Like, is something like that? The end goal is you're in like, I don't know, like Walmart's across the the country or Victoria's secrets across the country, or is it something exclusive? Like you have a website or you know, I'm going to do a website, but eventually I would like to be in Nordstrom's and stuff okay. because it is on the high end side. Gotcha. Um, and they've been selling, they've been moving. Like I kind of had to stop for the year because I was working and filming kind of got a little busy and I was wearing all the hats and that's where, you know, my dream team starts to come into play. So when I am working and filming on other things, I have, other, I have backup taking care of it needs to continue to move. And so I guess for me, I want it like it started off as more of like a hobby and then a passion and, uh, now, I guess my end goal is I want it to be in stores. I want it to be known. I'm using my face as the face of the brand, which only helps me in my career as well. Helps it get out there more. And I guess eventually if it blows up and becomes its own its own thing versus like you know, you only get it through boutiques or whatever, I want it to have like its own shop eventually. And um, I think it would be cool to hit worldwide and then maybe sell. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. It's like one step, you know, one step at a time. But that's like my end goal. Okay. And you said you have a team. Is it like uh, like people that you could fit into a room or is it people that you don't even actually meet in person? It's like you do Skype calls and and – like what's the behind the scenes kind of look like for something like that right now I'm working on my home base team who are located in around the same areas as me so we can meet up in person and really get things going but I also have some girls like I have a girl in Virginia I have San Francisco I have San Diego Hawaii and these all these women are like they want they want to be a part of it and they believe in my brand they love it so for me I'm like that's really great (laughs) you know um so eventually, like from there, I'm going to reach out to them once it's ready to get going, and then they'll take care of their own zones. And slowly, I want to kind of like move out like that. And because I travel so much too, um, I just bring I just bring my stuff around, and then I just hit up people and kind of talk to them, create like relationships, and I think that's the best way to go about it. <laughs> For sure, absolutely. I mean, I. But it's so far, yeah, but so far it was moving all organically. So I'm really excited about that. That's like the best way it could possibly get moving. And I've already made my. That and I made a profit, which is going right back into it for the new line. Oh, man. So what it. And because. So, so, so you do all of this stuff and, and, uh, like, I'm really curious, when was the last time you had a quote unquote normal job? Because nothing that you do would be categorized as a normal <laughs> job. Normal Did you job. ever have a normal job? Let me think. 
Oh. Like delivering pizzas or, or, uh. No, I've never done, I've never worked in the food industry. Um, I started at a young age because I got picked up while I was walking on the streets in Japan. And, um, so I started modeling. I, I saved up a lot of money through that and I did a bunch of acting and I saved that money up and, um, let me think. I mean, I've done, I've worked with the military on some functions, if that makes sense. Like I've, I've been hired to work on social media accounts. Does that count as normal? Like, <laughs> like I've helped other companies. I've been hired by other companies to help, um, their social media accounts grow. And once, and then I have it to where, okay, I'll make it grow from this point to that point, And then after that, I'm out. Cause I don't want to like continue it. I just like to give them that head start or whatever and get them going. And then I stop and hand it back over to them. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, is that kind of normal? It's, I mean, in today's day and age, yeah, probably it does. It sounds like, cause so many people use I it. Mean, and... I, <laughs> I mean, I did also uh, get from my grandfather for like about four or five years. What did you do with, uh, for your grandfather? I caregave for him. Oh, okay. I was like his caregiver. Yeah. Okay. I did that That's because he ended job. up having a stroke. So, I mean, I've done that. And but you got I also paid did, for that. But I don't – no. Well, I didn't really get paid for it, but I took it as my job, you know. Okay. Um, I just volunteered. Gotcha. And did it. So <laughs> – but, I mean, it was still a job. Yeah. Even though I didn't get for it because I just didn't see – I don't know. That's my grandfather. I feel like that'd be strange to have to get paid for that even though I found out later I was like oh the state will actually pay you for this <laughs> so I mean at one point they did yeah they did start paying me for, for all that um but I did do a lot of it just because it's my grandfather <laughs> so yeah so that's definitely probably I, I would say that job one. It's yeah, definitely the most normal one. And then the social media okay. thing and then pretty much everything else. It sounds like you've just kind of, uh, cause you said you were very young when you started doing the modeling thing. Mm-hmm. So it just is, it's just is something that you don't even like, you can't think of a time when you weren't doing it. Yeah. I mean, cause I also had my own jewelry line at one point and Jeez. I, but I made, but I made them all. <laughs> Each piece was one of a kind. And I handmade them and then I'd sell them to the stores. And so all the stores just picked them up and they'd sell out. And that's what I did for a while. And then it got to the point where I was like, I don't, I just want to design. I don't want to make them. I want to be the designer, have somebody else make my designs. And then that's when like the bikinis came into play and I started making because I sew and, um, I started making my own bikinis and stuff. So I'd make the first one as like the sample piece. And then I found a manufacturer company that walks, that works with like slow, I have small quantities and small units. So I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And then I gave them my sample that I made. And I was like, this is what I want. (laughs) And I don't even know how to use patterns, but I just make it my own, my own, I make my own thing up and then uh, they figured it out. See, this is what I love, like finding out, like, I would never have thought that you, like, you have so many, um, 
we'll say talents. Like you have so many talents that you, that you have. And when you see somebody like in a movie or when you, uh, even like on social media, you're just like seeing the stuff they're posting and you're not mm-hmm. seeing the whole picture. You're yeah. seeing, you're seeing a very tiny part of that. And that's why, you know, I love reaching out to so many different kinds of people and, and really finding out more about them because I think that's something that, especially in 2019 going into 2020, it's <laughs> getting harder and harder to do because we're so disconnected and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's crazy. Like I never would have pictured you doing yeah, all I'm, of this stuff. I'm very handy. I'm a handy girl. <laughs> so great. like a lot of people, like they laugh because I built, I, I'm really good at building things. I'm really good at making things. I'm good at like figuring things out. Like if I don't know how to, build something I make up my own um construction <laughs> and it always works out really well like a lot of the stuff that I have in my home and stuff like a lot of it I made or I'm just crafty I guess but I think so, that has a lot to do with growing up in Japan too probably probably so if you were if you were Tom Hanks in Castaway you'd be fine I I got this I got this <laughs> Stuck on the island, you got a volleyball and and some twigs, and Kristen's good. Yeah, I know. I always I always kind of like crack jokes because I've been around guys who are like just not they're not handy. But I sit there and I'm like, I got this. I can fix it. It's like so like if a car breaks down, <laughs> like like if a car breaks down, you're able to pop the hood and go like, all right, this is the issue. You know, sometimes, not always. <laughs> I, I've had it. I had like my car break down one time, and um, I couldn't really fully figure out what was going on. So I start. So I kicked it, and I just started kicking, and I kind of like wiggled and jiggled a few things, and then it worked. <laughs> All right. Well, and there then you I, go. <laughs> and my my bumper fell off. I fixed my bumper. My underneath the whole like the underneath of my car completely ripped out from underneath, and um, I pulled over on the side of the road. And I had these, um, I didn't have zip ties at the time, but I had, um, this, my, I, I went shopping. So my bags had string on them. So I took the strings off my bag and because I have, I have like ridiculously like small children hands, like really small hands. Like I made fun of it. Like I, when I make a fist, it's not even a fist. It's like a deer hoof. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and I was able to like fit my hand through like the vents and like pull it through and I tied it and then I pulled over at one of the at one of these like mechanic shops and I was like hey is there like a quick fix for this and they looked at it and they started laughing at me and they're like uh they're like sweetie I think you did the quick fix like that's very impressive and then they had like their boss and them come out to look at what I did and they're like look at what she did how'd you get in there and I was like I just put my hand through there like you your hand fit through there and I'm like yes look (laughs) And then I ended up like pulling apart and like unscrewing some things, screwed it back up, and then zip tied it, and it was good to go. Jeez. But yeah, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, see, I feel I feel so <laughs> dumb because like like if I've been very fortunate, my car has never broken down or anything. But I just know yeah. if that ever happens, I'm screwed because <laughs> I know nothing. Like I, I I don't even think I would have the the knowledge to kick my car and hope that it and and like hope that that does the job i'd be like what do i do and of course obviously i would go right to my phone but 
Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking, well, what if my phone's dead? And what if I don't have my, my phone charger in the car? I'm screwed. Like, I'm genuinely screwed. See, and- when it comes to, like, the phone in the car, I have the worst sense of direction. That's when I'm screwed. But if you give me a map, I'm really, really? good at reading maps. I'm really good at reading maps. That's but I have like the but I have the worst sense of direction. Even when you have like GPS telling you turn left. Now, when I have that, I'm good. I'm okay. Good, but in general, like I can be walking somewhere and we just passed it like maybe five minutes ago, and I'll go back and be like, I don't remember this. Like, <laughs> is this the right <laughs> way? <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. And they'll be like, That's- Yes, no, it's the we went right, and I'm like, Are you sure we went right, or do we go straight, or do we go left? Like. I don't remember. <laughs> That's crazy because I don't – I know if I saw a map, I'd be like, I have no idea what this is. See, I like know. How, I, yeah. Like how old are you? I'm 28. Okay. See, I'm 26. Uh, but, that, but that's not that big of a difference. Like – No. Why are you so well-versed in maps and I'm not? <laughs> well, in Japan, I went to an all-Japanese school. I was the only American in the whole school. And what they did was they would drop you – they they drop us off. We'd have a group. And each person was in charge of something. And they drop us off in a random spot, like miles, miles. And it took the whole day to get back. And you had to take trains. You had to take a bus. You had your map. And then you had to make certain stops to get stamps. So um, I was always really good at reading maps. And that was my job. I was like, dude, I got this. Like, okay, I'll be the map person. You're in charge of getting the stamps. Like, you're blah, 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 you know. Okay, you're holding the money. (laughs) And um, that's the thing. They make sure you know how to read a map in Japan in the schools. They also make sure you know how to cook, make sure you know how to clean. Um, Because right after we're done, every day we cleaned our entire school. You know, we swept, we mopped, and um, you'd have shifts. You clean the bathrooms. Like, they didn't have janitors. But we did that. And um, they taught us, like, I learned how to sew there, too. My grandfather taught me how to sew first. And then in Japan, they made, they helped me to perfect my sewing skills. And, um, but they don't sit there and make it so, like, I feel like there's a certain way to do it, but they also allow you to figure out your own puzzle so you get creative with it. Like, they even teach you how to carve. They teach you how to build. And maybe that's why, like, I'm, I'm pretty so good handy. with it, you know, and so handy. Yeah, because it was like, that was a part of my upbringing but I also I authentically like love it and enjoyed it and then on top of that I was like on all boys wrestling team for like seven years and I won championships states seven years in a row um got several scholarships for that and then I did water polo and like I don't know I'm just I'm more of like a handy outdoors person <laughs> and now hearing you talk about all this like I'm envisioning so you're uh, you're an American girl living in Japan. Yes. At a very young age. Yes. And you're growing up. But so, my English is horrible. But your English <laughs> is horrible. Um, horrible. So if you're 28, that means, so what, you're 1990, right? You're born 1990? 91. 91, okay. Um, so yeah, you're growing up right around that time where, you know, there is no cell phones. There is, you know, technology mm-hmm. is still really rapidly developing. So you almost have, like, I'm trying to compare this to, like, someone growing up now in America, mm-hmm. we'll just say. And it's such a different upbringing versus someone like you where you're in a foreign territory for all intents and purposes. 
and you're growing up in still the early 90s. So yeah, you're definitely going to probably learn stuff that even if you're growing up there now in Japan, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's, I highly doubt, I mean, you can confirm this or not, but that they're still teaching how to use maps. Are they? They do. They do. Because, because you still have the maps on the train stations and stuff. Okay. So they, they make sure you know how to do it without the technology. And that's good. Yes. Like I remember that's going really to the good. libraries, you know, and you're like looking through those little cards, <laughs> like trying to find, find the, um, find your books in the aisles and stuff. And now it's like, it's funny because like kids don't even use the dictionary anymore. Yeah. I asked, I asked a kid, I was like, Oh, grab the dictionary. They're like, what's the dictionary? I'm like, are you serious? Oh man. And, and they didn't know how to, they didn't know how to use it. And so the I'm dictionary. sitting there and they're like, they're like, I'll just ask Google. And I'm like, no, use the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was supposed to be born like way back in the day when you had to like walk miles and miles to deliver telegrams. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so, okay. So you share that sentiment where I feel it too. I'm in the wrong yeah. like decade. I, like, I, like I'm in the wrong time frame here. Yeah. You know? I feel, what I time feel frame like would you like to have like, like, be 28 and where would you like to be right now time like time wise oh there's so many options so many options don't do this to me (laughs) no i'm I'm enjoying where i am right now though i am enjoying myself it's a blessing and a curse like for someone like you i would imagine that you know obviously social media and 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 everything is definitely helpful um yes for doing what you want to do yes it's a game changer yeah because without it you almost think how, like, how did anyone do it prior? (laughs) Like before social media, how was it? (laughs) It's definitely easier nowadays to get out there than it was before. Although I feel like the competition has, because it's so much easier to get out there, you know, the competition has increased drastically. So it's interesting. It's, it's very interesting. And it's also like, sometimes I feel like for the average person to, um, realize what's real and what's not, if that makes sense. Cause there's a lot of people that, you know, for example, you go on Instagram and now everybody's a model, right? Everyone's a photographer, but to the trained eye, when you look at these things, you're like, okay, you can decide what's, what's what you know who's who's real and who's not but it's 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 interesting this definitely has changed like the modeling industry and the photography industry and now it's going toward video where not everybody is good at video but they're slowly starting to get better for someone coming up since you are pretty like well versed in these fields like the acting and the modeling and for people that think that that's like they want to aim for that and that, you know, that's going to provide them with, you know, like that's all they have to do and they can make a living doing that. Is that stuff lucrative or is it something that is just like misconstrued amongst the public? Like, is it a lucrative thing? Like, cause clearly, I mean, you're not doing a normal job and you mm-hmm. don't have to. Yeah, but would you be able blessed. to just do the the modeling without the acting, or do you have to kind of do them no, all? 
No, you can definitely do one or the other, I think. But for me personally, I'm not a tall girl. I'm on the shorter side. Um, I've always been considered the exception for shoots um, because they like my face. (laughs) So it's funny you bring that up. I think it's very hard to do both for most people because if you're – I feel like if you're more – you really are more of a model, a lot of the time – when it comes to acting, it's completely different and they can't necessarily act well, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people like who I've been on the radar, even though I've submitted some things, they thought, oh, well, she's just a model. And it doesn't like fully always translate and go both ways very well. But the moment they see you can act, then they treat you completely different and you're like, now you're in there, you know? Um, I think it's good to be able to do, but they're also like, it's the same industry, but very different. I don't know how to like, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's I, all, I don't even well, know how to like answer that. I just got lucky. Honestly, I've, I've been blessed. I've been lucky and I'm grateful. <laughs> but is it a, is it a lucrative thing for someone to aim for? Like, should people be aiming like, my job is going to be a model and I can do that and I can have a living, be happy, or is it unrealistic? Mm, I think, well, to a certain extent, it's unrealistic because it only lasts for so long. That makes sense. Does that help? <laughs> well, well, like, well, so like you're talking about like because... When you go to acting, you, you have a longer time frame I feel like but it also okay. depends on if you're hustling and actually getting work where modeling also that only goes so far because at a certain point it's at almost a like point, a cutoff yes exactly but now if you're acting and you're doing well or whatever then all of a sudden you know you're still going to get those modeling gigs because you're you've established yourself you've branded yourself you've you know what I mean? You're you're in the public eye constantly and people want to see more of you. Yeah. It's a very uh, interesting and intense field that I have chosen. <laughs> and it's uh Yeah. It's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's the easy one. Because you're and- also like even for makeup artists, same thing. Makeup artists, um hair, you know, makeup and hair, like they are constantly having to hustle as well. And you're doing what you love, but that doesn't mean you're always going to do well. It doesn't mean, you know, you have to like constantly hustle. And then when you get those, all of a sudden you're booked and you're booked and you're booked and you're like, yeah, I'm doing great. And then all of a sudden it goes dead and you're like, maybe I'm not that great. <laughs> and then you kind of start questioning yourself because you, you're hungry. You know, you're hungry for for success you're hungry for your passion and you want to do it but you have to really like commit to it and sometimes that can be hard to do there's a lot of people who get very close and then they bail you know and And that's so so it's like it's kind of it's it's also it's a gamble it's a huge gamble very true very true huge gamble and i think a lot of people think it's like oh you your life's so hard oh you do this and and it's like actually it is hard um, I mean, I've had people like sit there and like, 
if I gain weight, they'll they'll comment on my thing, be like, oh, you kind of got fat here. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so you also have to have like really tough skin, you know, because people will bash you. Um, yeah, you got to have thick skin. You got to be able to like just take it with a grain of salt and shake it off and not let it affect you. And then when you lose weight, they're like, oh, wow, you lost so, so much weight. And then I've had it to where I got really sick and I lost a lot of weight. And so people were like, oh, my God, I'm terrified for your health. You're so – you have an eating disorder and this and that. It's like, no, I was sick. I didn't tell you, but I was sick. I was, like, really sick. <laughs> and then, you know, and then you sit there and you're like – you gain – you start gaining weight. And they're like, oh, wow, you're fat. And you're like, for the average person, I'm not fat. It's just for my field, you may see it that way, you know, and you have like all these different things. So you just kind of have to, it's, it's, a, it's not an easy field. You're constantly getting judged. You're constantly getting put on the spot. You're constantly like, I don't know. You're, you, there's a lot of people who, you know, you start overthinking your decisions. <laughs> oh yeah. I bet. So, you just gotta, I bet. so my, my thing is like, yes, I think you, when it comes to your fans and stuff, you want them to still support you with your decisions but at the same time you also have to be able to like be like yeah I'm, I'm human I'm only human and uh, I need to do what's what I want to do I'm not like fully doing this to like impress you but I'm glad you're there standing by my side and supporting me and I appreciate you <laughs> but I'm not going to always make the right decisions I'm not going to do things that you always like I understand that and uh, I hope you continue to support me <laughs> Thank you for getting me here, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it's them who are getting you somewhere because they're the ones that are, like, boosting your views. So what was your turning point? Because you said you have to have, a, like, a thick skin. And yes. to, like, to get that thick skin, you have to go through some, like, pretty rough stuff in order mm-hmm. to develop it. No one, no one from the get-go has a thick skin. You have to develop it. I... Um, uh- yeah, no, I um actually called it quits when I was like, I think it was 20, 22, 23, one of those. So not, I so decided not long ago. Yeah, like I decided I was over it because I got sexually harassed and um, through this uh, gig and I ended up like walking off, walking out, which not many people do. And like in the modeling industry – um, in the modeling industry, like if you don't show up to your gig and it's like a big paying gig, you know, I'm not going to say names or anything, but, and it's like a big deal. Like if you don't show up, if you somehow, somehow like jeopardize the whole thing, right. Then they'll hold you accountable for those fees. So I had this, this incident with the photographer and, um, I didn't, obviously, like, I didn't like it, and I walked out. And um, the agency I was working for at the time, they called me, and they're yelling, and they're like, and I'm, like, just devastated because I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe, what, like, what just happened? Like, and they were like, yeah, you know, you're going to be responsible for this and that. And then finally I grew some, I shook it off, and I grew some balls, and was like, hey. I was like, you know what? This is what happened. Let's do this. I will fight it. I'm ready. You want me to do that, or are you going to back off? <laughs> And I guess this guy had, like, a rep, and, like, they backed off. I even had an incident. 
uh, prior to this on a TV show where I was actually offered a, um, a reoccurring role. Well, that didn't go through because something like that happened, something inappropriate happened again. And I, I asked for a personal apology and, um, I had some buzz at the time. So I kind of threatened to like throw it out there and I'm like, all right, this is all I'm asking for is personal apology. That's it. And I don't want to be on here. <laughs> like, or I can go hit up these people cause I have a good buzz right now. What do you want to do? And they ended up like firing like three people and they gave me a personal apology. Well, <laughs> I decided I was over it because these incidents kind of just happened a little too close together. And um, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm over it. And I quit for like maybe two months or something. And I started declining like everything that was coming in. And then one day I was like, I was sitting there and I'm like, what am I doing? I love what I do. I'm good at what I do. I'm only going to get better at what I do. What, like, why am I allowing these people to win <laughs> and make me feel some type of way when I didn't do anything wrong? So I shook it off and then got back out there. And I was like, one day, you know, if I keep up and I do well, maybe one day I'll run into these people again. And I can sit there and be like, yeah, nope, not you. <laughs> you know, and run it, run it back in there, rub it right back, give it right back to them. But not in an inappropriate way or anything, but more of like, okay, I stuck to my guns. I'm still here. I got thick skin. Like, it's all good. <laughs> Because I was always taught, um, my mom always told me, she's like, you know, no matter how high on the pedestal you get, you can always be knocked down because there's always somebody smarter than you. There's always somebody younger than you. There's always someone newer than you. You know, there's always somebody that, that's going to come in and they can take you off. So always treat people well, always be humble and be true to who you are because that, that's something nobody will damn you for. So... Got back out there, and then it was funny because I started, like, I ended, ended up entering the Miss California USA pageant and all this stuff, and then I did really well, and then all of a sudden Greg hit me up, and then I started doing well, and then, like, honestly, like, through that project, it made me also fall back in love with the art of acting, and it was, like, it was, like, really refreshing because I was, like, wow, like, this is refreshing. Like, I'm so grateful to have worked with such good people. And I even told him that I was like, you know, you brought like, like I'm, I feel right back in love with it. And I remembered, I really, really remembered why I started this in the first place, you know, uh, so. That's good to hear. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's a shame that you had to go through that. And this was of course, uh, since it's, uh, you were like said you were 22 or 23. Yeah. Um, there was like, a, this is, a this is there. like, yeah, like right around there, but this is like right before the whole me too movement and yeah and but you really have to imagine because when you hear about those things and like how they're coming out a lot of that is um uh mostly like the the acting entertainment field you know what mm -hmm. i mean it's the it's the bill cosby's it's the harvey weinstein's it's all that stuff you don't yeah. necessarily think about and it's weird that you don't because it just makes sense that unfortunately that it would happen with modeling as well mm -hmm. um but well, maybe even more so. Both. Yeah, I've had it happen in both fields. And um, you know what? Like, I just – you – for me, I just stick to who I am. Like, I really got to – I really have to stick to that. And I really need to stick to my morals. I really need to stick to – no matter how badly, like, 
I've had, like, I've had things dangled at me where it's like, oh my God, like, I worked my butt off to be here. And now you're dangling something else. Like, I got fired from this film at this lead in this film. Can't say any names, but like, day of shooting, the guy was like, okay, you either do this or you're out. And then I just looked at him and was like, well, then I guess I'm out. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. And I was frustrated and I was mad because I was like, man, I worked my butt off for this. <laughs> like I went through so many castings and I did this and da, da, da. And by the end of the day, I think um, that only makes you stronger as an individual. And it's, I think when it comes to thick skin, you have to remember too, if you're going to go down these fields, you're never going to be perfect and you're not going to fit this mold that you envision because that mold doesn't exist. And I feel like a lot of people are like jumping backwards, doing backflips and stuff, trying to fit this mold, you know, that, and they can't get, they can't even achieve it because it's not real. You can't, you, it, it's not, it's not, it's not real. You can't achieve it. It's not there. There's different, there's different clicks. There's different styles. There's different, you know what I mean? There's different things out there for a reason. Because everybody's different and they like different things. And that's okay. You don't have to try to fit this mold that everybody accepts and, like, loves and admires and blah, blah, blah. Like, they'll like you whether, you know, you, they'll like you for who you are. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. That's okay. That's part of life. <laughs> and if you don't have that thick skin, just, like, understand that and just be you and not try to keep fitting something you think other people want. You'll be fine. <laughs> but the moment you start doing that is when you start falling down a very um, dangerous hole. <laughs> yeah, very well said. Very well said. I mean, it's, it's just something that, you know, and because I have this platform and I have the ability to share these, these views and it's, it's, it's stuff that, you know, you don't, I've said this before you know, it's great to have positivity in the world. You need positivity in the yes. world, but you also have to recognize that, there is negativity in the world and, yes. and it's, it's so easy to fall into it, but you know, to, to, to hear your story, to, um, do you have an agent? Because the reason I ask is, uh, I'm getting ready to release an episode where, uh, I've, uh, I had Xander Berkeley on, he's an actor, he's been on the walking dead, uh, uh, and whatnot, but he told me something that was like, cause I, you know, I told you, I don't prepare questions for this. So I had mm -hmm. no idea where the episode was going and yeah. we just got started like talking and he was just basically like, cause he said he had never told anyone he's he, like, he's been basically bottling it up. And I guess on this thing, he just felt comfortable to do it. <laughs> and he was just unloading like horror stories about agents and, and, and representatives and how he felt like he was, uh, uh, you know, being kind of persuaded into doing something that he didn't really want to do with the walking dead. And mm -hmm. I wonder, like, does that also apply? Like, have you ever had something like that? Like, have you had an agent or a representative get you something that you felt deep down was like, I don't think I should do this, but I'm going to, because they say I should. So at the moment I do not have an agent. Okay. Um, but I, I did, I was working with, one who kept sending me all this really trashy, trashy rules and trashy things. And I'm like, this is not me. I'm not doing it. You know, there's a lot of those out there. And, um, 
so I mean, I feel him. I've had those and I've had it to where like they went on my social media and other people started writing me thinking that my accounts were hacked because of the things that this person was putting out there. Like they're just being really rude and nasty to people and saying, oh, FYI. And this and that is like, these are things I would never say. Like they've never come out of my mouth. And so I had to let him go and was like, you know what? This isn't working out. But he would sit there and he would send me to like certain casting calls and I'd get there and leave. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you keep sending me this? And I had, we had like actually a few fights over it. And um, they're like, well, you need to get out there and this is all you can get because, you know, you haven't been on anything bigger like at this, at that time. Like, you haven't done anything like bigger than this and da, da, da. And I'm like, I don't care. I still feel like I have self-worth. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I think if you, if I, like, I just, I even told him, I was like, I just need a chance. Like if I need to get in front of somebody and I just need to take those chances, you know, they like me great. They don't. Well, that's not that bad. If somebody says no, and that's the worst thing they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least, you know, and at least you tried. I don't mind failing a few times, but, um, I did, I absolutely refused to do almost everything he tried to send me out for because it just wasn't me. And I didn't like him. I knew that's not the route I wanted to go for my career. And I'm glad and so, I stuck to it. I'm glad I, I, I really am. And so from that point on, you've been agent and representative free. It's, it's all mm-hmm. Kristen. Yep. Pretty and, much. And, and I was telling Xander this as well. And I just want to see like your opinion on it. It's, when you really start to break it down, I understand the point of an agent. And he was like, you know, I don't want this to sound like I'm trashing every agent out there. It's, there are good people out there. Yes. And, and you know, I was like, yeah, it's, it's like car salesmen, you know, there are good car salesmen out there, but mm-hmm. you really start to break it down. And the idea of someone quote unquote representing you is an odd thing to me because I would think, that the talent speaks for itself. And, but he was like, you know, you need that middle person to deal with yes. all the, the business well, stuff. Yeah. Well, when it comes to business stuff, you know, and you're negotiating rates and you're negotiating like what you want, like you don't want to be the bad guy. You don't want to be the person that they're like, oh my God, you're okay. You're asking too much and blah, 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 you know? And then they get all upset at you because at the end of the day, like you need that middle person to do those things for you because it's not you who's being rude or getting a little pushy or whatever that's it becomes your manager or it becomes your agent you know and I think you do need them and it's interesting because it's like so far I've been lucky and I think my work's been speaking for itself and people have been reaching out to me but I am on the hunt for looking for somebody to represent me because I do know I need that middleman you know what I mean to continue to go further because there's connections that they have that you do not. And it is yeah, interesting. It is yeah. and it is a very interesting thing. Because it's even like with publication and stuff, you know, like you have people like a publicist and people are like paying publicists to get you out there. <laughs> you know, and you're just kinda like, Wow, this is like this is interesting. Like you would think it'd work differently, but for some reason it doesn't. It's just these people have networked so well and have done you know, that you're you're paying them for their contacts. You're paying them to help get you out there. And at the end of the day, like, I don't care who you are. You didn't get there yourself. You've always, like, everybody has a team behind them to back them up. There's always a team that has helped you get to where you are. 
Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it does make sense. And, but I was just like, when he told me that, yeah, I was just thinking, man, just act, just, just ask <laughs> every agent ever. And just the talent speaks for itself. And if yes. this, if this magazine wants me, if this show wants me, they'll have their people reach out to me and I'll do you, it. You it's know? interesting, right? Yeah. No, no, but it's more, okay. Reach out to so-and-so. So and so, and it is frustrating. It is very frustrating. Oh man, uh, yeah, but okay. So yeah, it's it's something <laughs> that you know clearly you do need these people. So uh, if there's any agents listening to this, you know we're not you know trashing <laughs> it, but you know maybe no. kind of get your act together a little better. Um, yeah. it, it's crazy. But so being in the modeling thing, this is something that I was definitely I was like I got to ask her this because I like to know this stuff. Is it is it more challenging being a female model versus a male model? Do, is there, is there a difference there or do you have it easier um, than, than male models? Well, male models are normally the eye candy. I feel like, you know, like they're normally like, when I say eye candy, I mean like they're also used as props. <laughs> if you really look at it when they're used together. Right. Unless it's like a male brand. Um, I think there's a lot more, to do as a female model I think um I think it can be more difficult than male models but at the same time I think they work just as just as hard on their physique <laughs> and is that what it really comes down to is it like you it's always the physique it's always the yeah. you have to make sure like yes. I'm sure like you probably hit the gym constantly <laughs> I try to I try to. Yes, I think at the when it comes to modeling, yes, it's all about the physique. It's all about your appearance, and it's very. It can be very. It's. It can be very shallow. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? But at the, but at the same time, it's interesting too because now they're kind of breaking some of those barriers, and they're want they're going for thicker girls. They're going for different looks. You know, I mean, look at Sports Illustrated. You know, like, and like all these other like fitness brands and stuff are starting to, they're almost like breaking that mold right now, which is very interesting, but you still, you still have your typical, like, okay, these are our, this is the criteria for the girl we want and what we're looking for, for this, for this shoot, like for skincare, you know, like they're looking directly at your skin and they want somebody with great skin. So you got to be taking care of yourself. You know, you go for like a hair commercial. They're gonna look at your hair, see how well you've been taking care of your hair, and that's what they want to book. Man, that's gotta be. So it's very gotta... yeah. So that's why, like, I think that's also where I learned like a lot of. Um, I got a lot of thick skin from too because I've been in casting calls where they've sat there and they're like, "All right, can you lose this much like this much weight in this time period? Because right now you're too big." And I'm sitting there going, I'm 102, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm like 102. And then all of a sudden, like you get down and then you're too skinny. So I, I've had girls where they stand with me at casting calls and they break down crying because somebody told them they're too big or, and whatnot, or they're not, they're not good enough or they're not, they got to do this and they got to do that, blah, blah. And I just remember sitting there and my mom, I remember it was like the first, I was like younger. I think it was like 17 when this happened 
my mom happened to be there and they told me I was too I was too thick. <laughs> They're like, you need to lose some weight. And I was really tiny. And I remember sitting there and I just was like, okay. And I left and my mom felt so bad. She's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? And the other girls started crying. She goes, she goes, oh my gosh, that hurt my feelings. I can't believe they said that to you. Da, da, da. And I looked at her. I was like, you know, I'm never going to be perfect. And I'm never going to be what they want. Because one second they're telling me I'm too skinny. Next second I'm them too fat. And I'm this and that. I'm always not like, if they're going to hire me, they're going to hire me. And they hired me. That's it. Those same people hired me. I didn't change anything about it, but like they, they hired me, but they did feel the need to say something about my weight. <laughs> and, um, and then there's been other gigs where like I have dropped like weight drastically for, and then there's some where I was just like, well, if you want me, you want me. If you don't, you don't like, but go ahead. You, you can tell me your opinions. There's people who will sit there and say, oh, you should get, you know, you should get this work done. Like I've had a girlfriend where they told her she should get a boob job. But the moment she got it, she stopped booking gigs. So it's interesting. That's got a, that's, ooh, that had to be yeah, a punch like, to the gut. Oh, I, know, I know a lot of girls. The moment they get like certain things done, like some, I mean, some girls, it helps them. But there's a lot of girls, once they do it, they stop getting booked because of it. But I think because it's like it changes their look. And I think a lot of people are underestimating those things that you consider flaws or those things that make you stand out and make you look different are the things that people are actually looking for and wanting to see. Like, no, you know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people sit there and they start, everybody starts kind of like looking the same. And you're like, okay, yeah, I've seen you before. But the ones that, are keeping those flaws and keeping those like different little things that make them stand out are also they're, they're kicking butt. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's very, uh, one person will tell you one thing. The other person will tell you another. And it all goes back to like, what does your gut say? Like, what do you want? <laughs> Focus on what you want and what you want to do, not what they want you to do. You know, like, and there, and it's sad because some people want it so bad. They're going to do whatever somebody tells them to do. But that's not really the right choice to always make. So. Well, well said. You know, I mean, you have you have years of experience doing this. So <laughs> um, I just I, I learned to have really thick skin. Like the things like that don't they don't cross me very. Like it doesn't really bother me much. I just sit there. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I've had people say, oh, she has rabbit teeth, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. But I've also, like, I've also been told I have a great smile. <laughs> so these rabbit teeth are working for me, <laughs> you know? Or, wow. like, yeah, I've got, like, all kinds of things. All kinds of things. And it's okay. Yeah, you it see, is what it is. So it is. Yeah, it's okay. Just, just be happy with your, you know, who you are in your own skin. You'll be fine. And, and can we... <laughs> Can we be? Can we be uh, expecting like maybe in the next couple of years a uh, like a like a, a self help or like a reflection book <laughs> from you? Because it sounds like man, it sounds like you could sounds like you could definitely put something out there. Because 
it's funny seems like you have like, a lot of stories i feel like a lot of people like will hit me up on like social media and stuff asking for advice on things and i'm <laughs> like maybe maybe i should do that i don't know but i just yeah. but i i don't know maybe maybe i should i try to look at the good in things because i sit there and like even i've been handed a few like crummy hands but at the end of the day that sun is going to set and rise with or without me and it's up to me to decide what I'm going to do am I going to keep like on that track of self-pity and you know get bummed out or am I going to pick myself up and keep moving and go the other way because at the end of the day you're the one who determines what your life is it's not it's not other people and I don't believe you'll ever be handed something you can't handle you know what I mean and you're obviously I don't know. I see it as like, okay, so this is prepping me for something else <laughs> because right now I probably think this is the worst thing possible, but there, there's, there's worse things out there. This isn't so bad. Maybe for my life and my whatever, you know, this is the worst thing that's ever hit me, but it could be worse. Tomorrow's a new day. Let's try this again. Like I'm probably going to have a little breakdown here and there and that's okay. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> like keep going, you know? exactly exactly and and not everybody can can go into their phone and if they're feeling down call up tommy wiseau and be like tommy (laughs) tommy i'm feeling bad today and then you know of course it it, it just seems like tommy never feels bad why you feel bad yeah exactly (laughs) why you feel bad Kristen? come on (laughs) at the moment i heard that i'd be like I'm not, I'm feeling great now. Thank you. Yeah. That was it. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Bye. <laughs> oh, wait, you don't yeah. want to talk? <laughs> yeah. I wish you saw volume two because there's so much to say about that. I really like wish you saw that before what? this because there's so many things that I think, man, there's so many things that are just really funny that I could touch base on, but I don't want to give it away. <laughs> you know that it, <laughs> It definitely hit me. I was like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to one of the people that was in Best Friends, and I assumed you were in Volume 2, but mm-hmm. I was like... A lot. I'm, a lot. I, no. I, I'm going into this, and I've only seen one half of her, like, yeah, arguably biggest project. What's up with that? Uh, yeah. But I'm flattered. Know. I'm flattered that um, off of Volume 1, you decided to hit me up. I'm, I'm very, like, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I mean... <sighs> you know like i said it it, everything i saw in that first volume was really good and i need to see the second one and um between that and then of course i also you did a uh um it's like i follow it on youtube uh popcorn talk Um, oh yeah i did that we're on there and uh, and so i was like okay so she seems really cool in real life so oh thank you um, i was like (laughs) you're like let me do this research make sure she's not snobby (laughs) Yeah, you know, you know that you're always afraid of that, and you always yeah. and I say this a lot. You always have preconceived notions, and so you mm-hmm. uh, you see someone on screen, and you're like, okay, they're going to be this way. And then, perfect example, yeah. the, like the Xander thing that I did recently. Like I thought, I don't know if you watched The Walking Dead. Um, have you? I've seen a little bit. Okay, I've seen. He's some of uh, he played Gregory on there, so like later seasons, and the character okay. is a real douche. The character is mm-hmm. a real douche. And so he was also, he's like been in Terminator 2. Yeah. Uh, he played, he played a bad like stepfather in that. And so you have this preconceived notion going into it. And he was just the easiest dude to talk to. And it's so cool. 
And it just makes you realize that, yeah, I mean, they are acting. They're just acting. <laughs> you know, they're not that. They're not a douche mm-hmm. in real life. Well, I mean, some I, of them are. I think everybody on the set prior to meeting me had um, a different idea of how I'd be on set. <laughs> Isn't that? And then, and then when they met me, they're like, you're way cooler than I thought you'd be. And I'm like, yeah. thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. I was the only that- female on the set really yeah it was all male i was even like behind the scenes yeah not a single woman nope what not when i was filming (laughs) that's crazy filming for some reason and we went and like we like stayed in some certain places and stuff and uh i had fun they were they all treated me like a princess so i mean (laughs) i I was i was sure well respectful well, that's very, good. very, very sweet. But awesome. and we had like we had like a lot of fun. It seemed day, like it. Yeah. It seemed and like we had it. a lot of fun. Like all I all I remember is like laughing and having a good time. So well look, uh once I see you. once I see volume two, um mm-hmm. I will definitely let you know what I think about it because I really enjoyed the first one. Um Yes, you I'm, have to, because there's so I'm, much. So much yeah. you're missing. So, so much. Like, you're going to – I think you're going to watch Volume 2. And right off the bat, you're going to be like, why didn't I watch this before I called Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you're going to be like, why didn't I call her before this? Like, why didn't I not watch this before I called her? And I think you're going to sit there and you're going to have way more to talk about. You're going to have, like, so much in your mind. You're <laughs> And you're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna be shocked, baffled. Like you're just, there's gonna be a lot of emotions with you. You're gonna laugh, and uh, I think at, at one point you're gonna feel, you're gonna almost feel like, oh man, like you're gonna feel love for Tom and uh, uh, Tommy and Greg. Like you're gonna sit there and feel for them, and almost like, like it kind of hits your your heart a little bit. There's a scene in there that you're just like, oh. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but, it's th- but, but that even carries over into real life because, you know, mm-hmm. when when assuming everything goes right, they'll go before me. Right. So I'll I'll be living in a time where either Tommy or Greg is not around. And when that happens, it's going to feel totally wrong. Like when like <laughs> one half of that duo goes away, it's going to be like, this is not right. Like. That's how inseparable they are, I think. That's how, you know what I mean? It's almost like if Tommy went off and did something without Greg, it wouldn't feel right. And (laughs) vice versa. Like, it's almost like they can't do Mm -hmm. anything without the other person. You know, it's like they're like one of the great duos. They really are. Yeah. I don't think they'll like, I don't think, um, I think they'll always be entwined somehow to a certain extent, you know? And uh, I totally see what you're. I totally see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like imagining if like who's like a really recent like uh, uh, gee I don't know. Um, of course, I can't think of it right now. But anybody that is of their equal measure, where it's just like you cannot imagine the other person not having that other person. It's just that's mm-hmm. what it is, and and it's a family read, bond. <laughs> It's a deep oh, yeah. family bond. Oh, yeah. I mean, you watch The Disaster Artist or you read the book and you're just thinking, man, I don't know if I believe in fate, but 
these guys were destined for each other yes. somehow. <laughs> like, yep. Shoo. I loved the book. I actually, I like the book better than the film. But I yeah. feel like it's normally that way, huh? It, it, that is the usual thing. It's, it's like, oh, the book is always better. But I think that the, I honestly didn't imagine that I was going to like the movie that much because uh, I love Franco. James mm-hmm. Franco. I love James Franco. Um, I don't know that he's a great director. And I was a little <laughs> worried that like, I was a little worried that he was directing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's probably his best film. Cause he just has like a lot of weird stuff in his filmography. Yes. He's directed. Um, I think that's definitely his strongest. And he, he was a pretty good Tommy Wiseau. I think at one point Johnny Depp was going to play. Uh, I, know, I think like, I think, yeah. I remember, I, think that was like who he originally wanted <laughs> yeah <laughs> to play him um which is funny because i've worked with oh you have and um i don't think mm-hmm. and i don't think uh i never told tommy that because <laughs> i know he's like a fan of him and everything but uh were you in i wish like, one of the movies i wish i which one the one with the mermaids Oh, uh, oh, uh, on Stranger Tides. I think that's that's one of the I think that's the one. The yes, pirates, right? We're yeah. So pirates. I was casted. I was, yes, pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Okay. The um, I was casted for all the mermaids, so they're like wearing all my, their chest and everything like that's all me. Get out of here. <laughs> and then their hair, the hair, the haircut, like bone structure. Yeah, they're made to look like me. No crap! Wow. And so, yeah. Huh. But. Yeah. Well, Fun there fact. you go. Now you need to tell Tommy because <laughs> yeah, fact. Tommy's like, why do you tell me this? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. No, I, I wish I wish I watched the movie The Disasters before I read the book. But I read the book first. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things you kind of painted the picture yourself, and then of course it do, it it doesn't faithfully translate because the way you like yeah. the way you saw it isn't necessarily the way Franco saw it so mm-hmm. and there's a lot of in the book that's missing from the film that I was like why didn't they put that in like that that's a great moment right there and they they didn't put that in oh wow <laughs> well there's certain parts that I, but other than that I mean I, I think the story is very strong it's a good story it's lovable it's understandable it's you know what I mean it's inspiring it is very inspiring. I have a buddy of mine that uh, is actually going to school in uh, Orlando for, he, he goes to UCF and uh, he's studying mm-hmm. acting and I showed him that. And uh, it was during that thing with the cake. So we watched the room. He had never seen the room. And yeah. he was like, wow, that was so like, I don't even know what that was. And I was like, all right, now watch, now watch the behind the scenes of this. And you're still not going to know what it was. And he, but, but like, he loves mm-hmm. the disaster artists and it's good. It's, it's very so good. good. It's, 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 it is speaking good. of Johnny Depp, it's probably like, I kind of toss it back and forth. Like, which one do I like better? I, the disaster artist, or have you seen his film, Ed Wood? Yes. Yeah, that one, like that's, I mean, that's essentially Tommy, but in Ed Wood, like, you know, like mm-hmm. this guy who just has this he will not stop until his passion project is out there. And <laughs> that's, it's just like those films go like hand in hand, Ed Wood and yes. Disaster Artist. And it's funny that it's Johnny Depp and Tommy Wiseau. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so good. So good. But look. It is good. It is thank good. you so, <laughs> so much for first of all responding to the to the email. Um and, Yeah, thank you for reaching out. Yeah, absolutely. And this has just been uh awesome conversation, really deep at some points. Like I like I really love, you know, really trying to, you know, find stuff that you ne- wouldn't normally find in a quote unquote interview. Um because <laughs> I don't I don't call these interviews like they're they're conversations yeah. you know what I mean like interview sounds in, in, yes. impersonal um True. so thank you for coming on and uh You're definitely welcome. thank you for having me definitely stay in touch because uh volume two I will be watching ASAP yes watch it and then maybe maybe we'll hop on we can talk about that next perfect <laughs> awesome maybe maybe are, are you able to do like more than one person on these things I can Mm, interesting and it's well you watch that and then um i think we should talk again maybe we can uh get someone else on that call (laughs) and if it's anybody that i'm thinking it is uh i have reached out to them and i have not heard anything (laughs) well it's not them there's some other people yeah so that are um really great characters in that so well, It'll be good. I will. I will definitely uh, let you know when I watch it. And yeah, we can definitely. I think it's like eight or nine people can hop on this thing, so it's pretty cool. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Alrighty, I will talk to you later and and go enjoy more watermelon because that was what you were. <laughs> that's what you were chomping on before we got on here. <laughs> I know. It was so good. I didn't even like. I I lost track of time. And I was so hungry, I just shoved it in my mouth. And then you text me. I was like, um, <laughs> hold on. And you know when you're rushing? Yes. Then all of a sudden it takes even longer to, like, chew. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I want to savor this. So hold on. The struggle was, hold on. The struggle was real. <laughs> no, thank you so much for reaching out and, like, having me on. Absolutely. Appreciate it. No worries. <laughs> all right. I will talk to you again. Okay. Okay, take care. All right. Bye. Bye.